0: So, welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. We're starting off with um, some pretty grim sludge, and it's exactly what it says on the tin. Uh, so, a band called Potemkin have released a uh, tape limited to 100 copies uh, called Sludge Volume One. And um, yeah, I mean, how unpleasant was that? Um, did you find this just retrawling, really Pete, or did we get sent it? It's really, really uh, yeah, interesting. yeah.
1: Just saw it, and then saw that kind of that the name of the tape. You know, it, it, I love it. It's like a real kind of bold statement you know almost cocky you know to say this this is, this is just sludge and the first volume of it it reminds me of like that kurakuma tape which said you know uh, sheffield's best metal band you know it's like <laughs> just uh, this is what we are this is it and you know I, i'm not even i don't even care what you think because and, and then it justifies it that's the point you know really just it, it, several times over it's got that creaky rough production to it that's perfect and then uh, morbidly slow production uh, and pace and uh, you know death throws vocals and you know if you don't like this then well then there's something wrong with you you know this is this is perfect sludge you know it's except the corrupted and grief you know that razor blades and downtune damp um, end of sludge and it just sounds filthy and brilliant yeah
0: it's got that kind of um I hate God sort of sound as well. Um, I, I thought it sounded a little bit like that Japanese band Sai, if you remember them all right, yeah, from years ago, like a bit psychedelic, but like um, just the the stranger moments and the more coddy kind of moments on, on there. So yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. Um, and it, it looks like they've kind of just crammed together two sides on, uh, on the band camp, but uh, I think it's the best way to consume it really just all at once. And in this kind of big mashed up mess, really just, really good i think <laughs> there's not a lot you can say when it's uh, something this raw and and impressive really so um if you want to get this you can go to potemkin1.bankcamp.com from from sweden and yeah, uh, yeah can't wait to see what they do next um yeah i think the um the cassette's only about a fiver as well if you want to sort of fork out for that so yeah as ever it's the nine Hertz podcast we've got nine amazing tunes that we found from across the uh, Bandcamp camp and um just submissions and, and just things we picked up in general this week. This next one is a case in point. I mean, never heard of this band before, but they seem to be really sort of established. A band called Lord Isle. and um, yeah, it's got kind of a bit of the, the Wicker Man uh, going on. It's got the sort of um, I can't remember what the is it the Hand of uh, Hand of Doom uh, candle on the front of the record, um, Hand of Grief, whatever it's called, and uh, yeah, it's um, it's this strange, almost theatrical doom. Uh, metal album, but it's it's got psychedelic bits, it's got a a very sort of Hammer Horror-esque feel to it, and I just really thought it was a really interesting record Uh, What did you make of this one, Pete?
1: Yeah, I like this, I've not come across it either And It's that you know what they do well and, and kind of almost uniquely is it's a combination of, of different retro approaches on doom i suppose it's, you know the like you say the psychedelic 60s meets the proto occult side of things so you've got the colors and the optimism and the lightness of the former and then that kind of dark pessimistic gloominess and, and like all that kind of horror film aesthetic of the latter you know all mixed in with this progginess i suppose you know these these overtures which would take you wherever and somehow that works you know somehow you've got those completely almost like opposing mindsets and um, and outlooks and you know it's quite magical in the the way they take it so i was really kind of i was really glad you brought this to my attention
0: yeah i mean i've not heard of the label either so they're called library of the occult and it's a uk label and it seems to be a lot of There's some dungeon synth on there. There's some really strange occult sort of sounding things. And the artwork all follows like this, um, almost like a stamp really. And yeah, I'm just really impressed with the whole thing really. So I'm going to keep an eye on this label see if we can uh, sort of play some of their stuff again. But yeah, like you say, it's this kind of melding of so many different styles, but it just somehow works. Uh, And if yeah, if they can recreate the feel of this aesthetically live as well, I mean, that'd be amazing to watch. So yeah, if you want to hear it, um, the album's called Postum and you can get it at libraryoftheoccult.bandcamp.com We're going to play uh, the first song which is uh, Postum, ulsdemort and Mint. Uh, I think it's all sort of mashed together again. Really, really interesting. So yeah, this is Lord Summerisle. So next we've got an amazing uh, band from Brisbane, Australia. And yeah, this is just really exciting stuff. I mean, to me, we're talking about melding things together. And I think this is just like a combination of almost like the the best of the last 15, 20 years of of heavy music, really. I mean, there's um, post-metal vibes here. There's hardcore stuff going on. There's Stone of Rock, um, Doom, whatever. I mean, it sounds um, almost like, our perfect band to be honest it it sort of sounds so like our combined taste it it just makes a lot of sense for us to play it I think
1: yeah and you know uh, well actually first of all I'd just say uh, this game comes on the kind of the inspiring label Artist Catharsis who who put out, there's an Australian label and they put out kind of world music and death metal and everything in between you know and all this psychedelic music as well and whatever they put out here is kind of I'm drawn to listen to even if I know I'm either not going to enjoy it fully or fully understand or you know not going to play this podcast they will always put out this music which is just is you won't hear elsewhere I suppose the best way of putting it and, and there's a real credit to them so you know I, I'm really happy you know that like when they do put out the heavy releases I, I know it's going to be good so I, I didn't know this band. I think they describe themselves as like a forward-thinking post-metal duo, which could go either way for me, I guess. But like you say, it, it, it blends in so much. It, it brings in this broad variety of styles and, and, and that creates something fresh. I think this song in particular has, um, you alluded to it, a stoner rock feel to it. It's probably why I chose this one. But, but it, the whole album is, is full of intrigue and beauty. And, you know, there's bits which are kind of completely lush, and then it feels crusty in others. You know, I think they mentioned bands from Fall of a Fraffa and Russian Circles, and then points. You know, between and beyond. I kind of, yeah, I was listening to this again just before we we we, we um, joined up for this podcast and I heard bits of Color Haze in there. You know, like yes. the Stone yeah. of Flourishes. You know, and to touch on every one of those bands is is is, is quite something. Uh, you know, th- I think this is an instrumental song, whereas not the whole album is. It's, it's something really to get into and to and to love because like I say at the times if it, it, it it's quite beautiful and i really enjoyed it
0: yeah it's got so much variation on it and it's not in a way that seems schizophrenic or mm-hmm. leaping about for the sake of it it seems very natural and flowing um which is a, a rare thing to sort of achieve if you want to sort of start meddling with genres then it, it can sound quite jarring and quite strange this just works and um it's a really rounded album, as a result. So, yeah, really impressed with this. So, as you say, it's on Art Ask Catharsis, brilliant label, and it looks like uh, they've pressed 300 records of this on Dunk Records, which uh, I think is a Belgian label um, who run a sort of post metal festival um, in Europe. So, um, yeah, you could actually actually see this band Chasm come over. Um, And that'd be amazing, really. Um, So you you can listen to this uh, at chasm.bankcount.com. That's chasm with two S's. And uh, yeah, we're going to play the song Pariah. So next, we've got something from uh, longstanding, I don't know, veterans, I guess, and, and may, maybe could be classed as a side project, but I think they're a great band in their own right, Iceburn, um, who seem to record things and release things like every few years. And, you know, this <laughs> this is actually like the first new material in 20, which is crazy because I, I, I remember them releasing stuff on, I think, maybe Hydrahead um, back in the day. But yeah, Eagle Twin, um, we've obviously featured on as before because... They're a fantastic band. And yeah, Jenry Densley, who who's the guitarist and, and singer, has kind of revived Iceburn. And, and yeah, what what a result. I mean, this is just like an I think it's it's easy to kind of call things epic when they're kind of this um sort of big in stature and and sort of sound that this this wide ranging and and sort of towering. But um it really is probably the best word to describe it, really. Really beautiful, really heavy, in equal measure, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, I th- this was on my list as well. We both chose this, and I, I was unaware of this band. You know, it's, it's interesting to say you you knew of them. I, I wasn't; I, I, I'd not heard of them, and it's a you know something I've got to correct because I think that's why they've been. They were formed in 1990. Um, I love Eagle Twin, so I don't know how I, this is the first time you know they've crossed my path. It's yeah, I mean, for a, it's on Southern Lord as well, so you know it's going to be good. It's 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 kind of mountainous, you know. You like searching for a word. I was thinking of this before. It feels kind of like mountainous doom. It's got this, you know, that bellowing vocal and that thick kind of lovely guitar tone to it. You know, there's bits of like say Melvins and Scissor fight in there maybe, and the fact that it's like almost a twenty minute track, and, and it's you know it's not drone, it's not funeral doom. It's a bit like the band like Bell Rope who are. Black Shaper Nexus you know they came after them it it doesn't waste any time in that it feels like something you just you know it, you get kind of locked into it drags you along behind over the kind of rocky hillsides and through caves and through you know it, it, it is a real enjoyable experience and having gone back to it a few times the the, the length of the track's not off putting it's something I, I kind of happily experience and, and enjoy every time as well
0: Definitely, and I think they're one of those bands that get quoted um, as an influence for a lot of bands like over the past decade or so. Um, and I, I was absolutely I was like bowled over to see their name appear. It was just like Iceburn have just released. It. I was like, "Are you kidding? Like, that's crazy!" Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing to see bands come back and then to be this fantastic as well. I mean, you know, the work of Eagle Twin is is, is well known within you know our circles and and they' they're sort of very respected um, as a band. Um, and I think just to sort of make something that sounds slightly different and and can stand on its own after all this time is um, is quite an achievement and it definitely sounds like previous material as well so yeah really really welcome return really and um, yeah I think people should um, go and sort of soak up the 40 minutes or so that they've uh, put out. Um, so you can get this at iceburn SL. We're going to play an excerpt from the 18 minute Healing the Ouroboros So next we've got a band from Budapest, Hungary, called Vanter. And yeah, this is just astonishing stuff. Like really, like I don't know, like life-affirming stuff, I guess. Like the album's called Zero Kelvin. And uh, it looks like they've just released one track of this so far. But yeah, what a tune. Just a duo and with loads of guests all over it. So
1: it's quite hard sort of keeping track of, of who's where. But yeah,
0: brilliant stuff. Um, yeah. How did you find this one, Pete?
1: We got sent it and... Uh, I mean first of all you know the first thing you notice is that artwork it's done it's, it's like this you know like a, a whale splashing out of a moon surface and I think I'm a, I think you know just looking at the previous art this band I've come across before you know this is a you know their pre-release track I think by the time the podcast comes out the, the album would be out and I've I've heard it all it's you know it's is, it is something worth kind of listening to as a whole but then there's this song in particular which is when you listen to it, that kind of contrast between the vocal styles—it, you know—it's got this real sludgy opening to it, and then these clean vocals come in after a minute, and it, it just changes the whole song, uh, without necessarily changing that trudging, weighty guitar to it. Um, and then similarly in the second half, these kind of guitar solos come in, mm. and it almost provides that same contrast, you know, between the guitar styles as, as like the vocals do in the first. And it's it's like an illuminating experience, and I just. We got sent this a while back and I just find myself going back to this, especially because this has been in the pre-release song. I find myself like listening to this routinely and I thought I've just got to get it on now because you know you've got to realize this is something uh, something really good.
0: Definitely. Yeah, it's um I-, I think it's one of those ones where it's got so many hooks within the five or seven minutes that it sort of takes up that you kind of yeah, you are drawn back in. I mean, I mm-hmm. listened to this several times, um, just to kind of get a feel of it and I was like, Yeah, this is amazing. So um yeah, really, really exciting. Um, record and yeah can't wait to hear more you can get this at vanta 000.bandcamp.com um, like we say with the album's called zero kelvin we're going to play the only song they've released so far which is feel alive <laughs> I think we've actually played a lot of this band in the past, and it's quite hard to sort of stop yourself sometimes from playing um, music when it's this good. So, Cloud Rat, who yeah, we, we must have played them maybe three or four times already on the podcast, um, released a, a single I think possibly earlier in the year uh, via Adult Swim. Um, but um, yeah, this is your first chance to kind of buy it, I think, um, digitally. And uh, yeah, it's kind of like a, a combination, really, isn't it? It's, it's almost two songs in one. I mm-hmm. called Mother Tongue Glitterbelly. and yeah, it it it's different for them as well, which is um, quite a, quite surprising. I mean, I think they've they've kind of um, undergone a bit of a, an evolution of their sound, anyway. I mean, they were kind of straight up fast grindcore, really, sort of to the point. And I think this and their last few releases have kind of shown that they're not afraid to take their sort of, you know, ease off the pedal a little bit and, and kind of let something brew a little bit. And this is a great example. I mean, it, obviously there is sort of incandescent rage here, but it, it cools as well, doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, like you look back to, the, you know, like you say, it, it, just, I mean, not just the lockdown, this isn't a lockdown trans- uh, lockdown transformation. This is uh, prior to that, but, you know, they had that kind of, I think it was called... Um, do Not Let Me Off The Cliff and uh, other songs as well, which are completely experimental, completely left field from where they were. And I think this is actually, a, a, you know, if you look at those types of releases, this is a return to their normality, but a, a normality where they, they're bringing in all that influence, all of their kind of history and, um, and releases and created something which amalgamates it all. And I mean, I, I have to say, I, you know, in, in those times we've played them before, and and I'll happily play these this band three times a year if, if they're putting out music yeah. enough because mm-hmm. because they're my favourite non doom band I think that's um, that that you know that that's a lot that means a lot to me I think they're an amazing amazing band um, and again I've probably said this about them before but it's hard to I've I've tried to kind of put a finger on what it is and I think it's their the vitality they sound like they feel. Every single ounce of emotion and uh, anger and everything into you know like that and and just sweat you know and soul and and you feel that like, you know I used to feel that way about like the best Kylisa releases and you know and and you hear it in in kind of crust and and other things but Cloud Rat just it feels like it means something and it feels I feel like it comes across and, and kind of you know you 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 you're taken on board with that. And this is, you know, this is as good as as, as anything. This is as good as anything on Pollinator or on Quillifoth or however you say it. Mm. They're just such a good band. And I, I just hope they continue to put more music out, you know, not hopefully not just sing singles, but if that's what it takes, so be it.
0: Absolutely. I mean, um, this is one of the bands that... You know I think this is the first casualty of the uh pandemic that we yeah. didn't get to see we were literally like weeks away from seeing this band um you for the first time and they like I think I saw them in like 2007 or eight or something live and I, I, I've never forgotten it it was such a an amazing cathartic experience and like you say they do feel every single note of their music they they really throw themselves into it and live was no No, no different really. So yeah, I've always got interest in this band, and I will always kind of give anything they sort of put out a listen. And again, we're not disappointed. So yeah, if you want to hear this, go to cloudrack.bandcamp.com. We're going to play the song Mother Tongue, Glitter Belly. So, Pete, you've brought uh, another uh, label that I've never heard before to the podcast, Boiled Angel Records from uh, Russia. And it's from a very strange um, area of of Russia as well. I think it's almost like a, I don't want to get it completely wrong, but I think it's like an area that's steeped in intrigue. um, And again, I'm going to try and pronounce this uh, Povolsyk. Povolsyk? And yeah, I think it's got sort of like a very dark and um, grim past, and I think this kind of music just reflects that really. So um, it's a split between uh, two artists, bearer of bad tidings and Hiasm, uh, and we're gonna play uh, bearer of bad tidings. I mean, this is just horrific, like noise combined with like black metal sound combined with like a sludge sound. What on earth is it? That's what I I kind of want to know. I'm still not sure, but it's.
1: I you know, I listed this, I, I, you know, and I was, I was pulling my my list together for this week. I had this there and it was just kind of hanging around and then there's more um, more commonly structured songs and more maybe um, more known names in terms of bands. But it was this, I knew I had to pick this and then it kind of just, I, I had to knock a few of those out there. But it's that kind of, because it's so weird and because it's so different and, and, ugly and and scarred, you know, they describe it as kind of like a wall of fuzz, uh, harsh tape loops and paranoid voices. And it is that, you know, that's (laughs) perfect. This song actually, um, you know, from what else I've heard, including on this release, you know, each band has got two songs and the other song is is nowhere near as structured as this. This is as uh, coherent as the band get, I suspect. Uh, I think the more you know, normally more abstract, uh, more extreme, and that's saying something because this is harsh as fuck. You know, this, this isn't you know, this isn't uh walk in the park. You know, the the label mentions bands like the Body, you know, and you get that. It, it, there's so much going on, and it's got a real like utter rumble of thunder vocals to it. I just I just kind of feel this a lot more than than anything else I could have picked, and I really. I I'll, I'll kind of be drawn to releases like this all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I can't work out whether there's an actual drummer or whether they've used samples for some of this because it just mm. sounds so strange and and so yeah. <laughs> like yeah yeah. yeah. And um, I think you know the, the the sort of era of technology we're in, we're able to create sounds that just don't sound human and but they sound human at the same time. Um, it's kind of like this weird melding of um, the organic and the digital like in a in a non-fear factory kind of <laughs> because that was done to death in the 90s wasn't it that yeah, kind yeah. Of thing. but um this weird yeah it's, it's getting more uncanny and more well less less recognizable as as um as something made by humans really it's it's really strange this is it almost has the, the feel of that kind of um ai influenced metal stuff that you can find on youtube there's like there's a there's a station that just plays 24-hour um, sort of refracted kind of grindcore music that's, that's kind of made up, and it sounds a little bit like that, but it's got enough of the dark kind of human aspect to to sort of sound authentic. I, I love this. Really, really. strange. Um, so, yeah, I can't tell if uh, Bear Bad Tidings are a, a band or, or a solo artist, but Hyazam apparently is, uh, on the other side of the split, is a solo artist uh, who's quite well-known. Um, for being obtuse and uh, sort of creating strange noise so fully recommend people listen to the full release really it's about 20, 20 to 30 minutes long brilliant stuff yeah and you can get the entire digital discography of Boiled Angel Records for about 9 quid. so um, yeah recommend that as well really um, so if you want to hear this um, in full you can go to boilyourangel.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the song of silence When we're presented with something this dark and this twisted and this strange, um, I think we've got to play it. So uh, I've never heard of this band before, uh, a band called Veil Burner. It's on Transcending the Obscurity Records, and they seem to be amazing at picking out these like really strange, dissonant bands. And yeah, this is a really good example. So um, this record is, is again, like a towering piece of work, but in a completely different way to, to the stuff that we've played on on the uh, the podcast so far this week the sort of nods to despel omega portal obviously and an imperial triumphant but i think it's got its own kind of identity it's, it's like this very dark gothic ghostly sort of sound um th- this, the cover is stunning as well i think the, the painting they've got on the cover is it's, it's got that kind of portal vibe you know mysterious faces in in the gloom sort of thing but what a what a release and again mm. because it's on transcending obscurity they've really gone to town on on all the uh the packaging and everything. So yeah, if you if you're sort of like a, a merch freak, then this is perfect for you. But yeah, what yeah. what a sound?
1: Yeah, you know, and you mentioned those bands, and and it's fair. You know, it's a fair point. You know, you're talking about the eccentric end of of, of death and black. You know, you throw in bands like Aesop trillium and and even Psy. I know you mentioned them in a band earlier, but you know that that kind of uh, drama to it as well. You know, that kind of pushing it out there, but. You know, if you t- you know, like there's a lot of bands who will sound very like Portal, and I don't think they they do. You know, this is this is a mixture of of all those kind of of all those kind of weirdos on the end of Death mm-hmm. Note and creating something new. There's like this unsettling freneticism to it. There's like an insect hive of like you know, like it, it looks chaotic from above, but it's completely organized. You know, if yeah. you understand the the ecosystem. You know, it's, it's like a kaleidoscopic death trip, which is, and this is what I love about it the fact that it, it would almost be psychedelic if it wasn't so aggressively oppressive, you know, because it's that so, so, you know, tripped out, but it can't be because there's no way you can, you, you can settle into this or kind of float away. It's just going to, you know, it's, it's going to blast your mind, but it has those elements, it's, you know, like warping elements to it. And I think that makes it really, really interesting and something we would always gravitate towards.
0: Yeah, I mean, the um, the album seems to be a concept record. I mean, describe it as, I love this. They've actually said, like, um it elabor- they elaborate on the concept of a man suffering from a mental condition being haunted by the ghoulish entities that feature on the artwork and fighting to prove their existence. It does sound like that. It sounds like sort of fighting your way through fog or something it's it's really unpleasant like these kind of whispering voices everywhere it's terrifying and I think when people think of of death metal or or black metal or whatever they think of the very simplistic Mm. and the very sort of um you know church burning kind of strange stuff but the when it explores this very base emotional kind of almost like terror it's brilliant and I, I can't get enough of it so yeah, I, th- I think this is brilliant, the two. So I, I find it really hard to uh, to pick uh, between the two songs that they've uh, put out. So um, we're actually going to play the title track, which is "Lurkers in the Capsule of School." Blew me away. With this. So yeah, you can get this at veilburnerband.bandcamp.com Go and check it out. as ever we're, we're going back to labels that we know are just going to sort of send us crazy and, and this is another one so Transylvanian Tapes who yeah I, I mean I, I think I've lost bag I've lost count of how many sort of um, records were played by this label recently but um, it's all for very good reasons really um, this is uh, one of their latest releases uh, Ancient Tome um, and Pete yeah this is just like a, a, a kind of an amalgam of like really slow doom and and sort of mid-paced death metal i think and i just i really enjoyed this um again it, it's that kind of uncanny strange thing and there's endless bands making this kind of music but it's very hard to like do it really well yeah i think this is yeah uh, it's a really good example
1: you know and there's band, you know like i think the comparisons there is it's, it's someone like say body void and you know they kind of forge your path with this and it's, it's it's almost like generating a heaviness to kind of sparseness you know like yes uh, through a lumbering dredge and that that's you know as glorious as that is um but, you know it, there's a subtle change in this it, it kind of slightly shifts so there's a kind of it gathers some modicum of uh, momentum towards the end it's got that shimmering guitar the vocals become more forefront but I, I could take it either you know either side of that it, it just you know, this monolithic um, doom. And, and, you know, like you say, Transylvanian tapes, they still no signs of stopping. I think I think I saw something they, they uh, a post they put out saying that they've got releases lined up for every Friday for as, as far as I can see. And it just, how they find so much good stuff, you know, like a lot of it's black and doom and that, you know, that, sorry, I'm sorry. Again. A lot of it's black and death and you know that's all really good stuff but when they do doom they just manage to find these gems like this so you know i, I don't care how often we play it. if we play a release by them every week it'll be justified and I, i'm just well you know just happy that they make it so easy for us to find these these amazing bands because this that this is another
0: yeah um so yeah th- these are from la of all places as well so i can't imagine this music being being made in such a, a, a strange location. But yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's, um, yeah, music comes from all over, doesn't it? I mean, this this label kind of proof of that. They, they sign people from all over the world. And yeah, this is just cavernous kind of really claustrophobic sound as well. Like, but with that space, like you say, so it's kind of like this bleakness, Like, but it kind of hems you in a little bit, and makes you feel a little bit on edge. Um, and I think that's, that's most of Tran- Transylvanian Tapes releases really it kind of does a lot um, for that feeling so if you, if you like that feeling <laughs> then uh, yeah go to TransylvanianTapes.Bandcamp.com um, the record's called Final Tomb and we're going to play this on Choleric.